in DC. We're just hoping that you listen. Emergency podcast. Welcome to District Divided, a DC sports podcast. I am Amit. That is KDOT. And the reason we have an emergency today is because Chase Young is back at practice. Isn't that right, KDOT? You're goddamn right. The return of the prodigal son, the defense mastermind, the guy who brings it. You see him on the sidelines every game, giving everybody props from Marty Rogers, Taylor Heineke, and the man is coming back the man is coming back the boogeyman chase young gets into a little altercation with logan thomas of course we're going to discuss that then good news on the justice front assuming they got the right guy assuming they got the right guy but brian robinson jr just a couple months ago shot in the leg looks like there is a suspect he was charged in this case 17 year old assuming once again they got the right guy that's pretty bright news as well so we've got that Then we've got some financial impropriety case that has now opened up against the commanders. We probably won't talk much about that because I don't know much about it. It just broke. Yeah. But Dan Snyder, yacht bitch. Yeah. That's the big news today. Forbes dropped an article saying that he has started working with Bank of America, his bank, his bank, their securities team, and looking at potentially selling the franchise selling the Washington commanders franchise a day. Some of us thought may never come. The fact that this news is even here. Some people never thought would come. So we're taking a moment to just breathe it and enjoy it and just revel in it because we don't know how it's going to go from this point forward, but for the moment, fuck. Yeah. Right. Feels good. It's warm. Feels like love. Feels lovely. Feels absolutely, absolutely lovely. Like, no matter what happens today, it's just a great day. It's just a great day. Um, K dot. Before we begin, just a quick, um, quick more serious note. Uh, first off, wanted to uh, express our condolences to Ron Rivera uh, for the loss of his mom that happened uh, quite recently, and uh, you know, is still at work. Still consummate addressing the media. Yeah, the consummate professional and um, our thoughts and prayers are, of course, with Ron and his family. Um, and so we hope that everyone is doing as well as they can be in a situation like this, obviously. Um, and so in that respect, a lot of this stuff, I just want to caveat it with, hey, we're having a great time celebrating all this news and stuff like that, because it has been a terrific day and one of the best weeks ever, uh, you know, for this franchise out short of those Super Bowls. But like, Keep in mind, life comes first, obviously. So right on. Yep. with with that, let's dive into the news that, uh, you know, us fans are very excited about. So, KDOT, what were your thoughts when the Forbes article dropped and what do you make of the news? How serious is this? So initial reaction was, hold on, what? Is this real? Then it's, oh, Forbes paywall. It's very real. Then it's, all right, let me find if I can find somebody that has a Forbes membership. Then it's, okay, somebody screenshot it and screen recorded the article so I could read it. So it's great job, guys. So um, <laughs> so after reading the article, which was like immediate, you had to read it right away. There was an immediate uh, reaction viscerally of complete joy. It was like, look, 
I've been calling everything on this Dan Snyder behind the scenes thing pretty fucking well, just about as well as that score I called last week. Um, all throughout this thing, and I've been saying that the clock is ticking, and it feels as though we've reached this point. Um, and at that particular point in time, when I was feeling that, then the thoughts started flooding in, the skepticism, the we've always wanted this day to come, and anytime that you start getting excited about something with this franchise, you're ready for a big fucking boot to come out of nowhere and kick you in the face. So like I say, you might be uh, there might be light at the end of the tunnel, but usually with this franchise, it's a fucking freight train. Um, but then the commanders release a statement with Tanya and Dan's name on it. And they're not denying. They're not pushing back. They're not saying this is just for minor- minority ownership stake. They're not specifying anything. And I forget who it was. It was uh, J.P. Finley, uh, Ben Stanley, who it was that got a text from somebody in the organization that said they're exploring all options. That Joyce is kind of running right back in. And now I'm on my dream list as who I want to be, who I want to be the owner of this franchise. But um, no, I mean, I'm still going through it. There's a lot to it. And we're going to get into it. There's a lot that this could be smoke and mirrors on some stuff. Absolutely. Um, But um. There are a lot of things, and I think we want to go through all of them to see exactly where it is that this is going to kind of shake out. Yeah. Um, and just to read that statement verbatim, just so that we're all abundantly clear on what was said, um, here it is. Okay, so again, this is from the Washington Commanders, and this is after Forbes came out. And you'll also notice that anytime the Washington Post came out with anything, they would deny, deny, deny. Forbes comes out with this. There is no denial. We're going to go ahead and read it now. So from Ashburn, Virginia, November 2nd, 2022. What a day this could be, KDOT. What a day. Looking back, Dan and Tanya Snyder and the Washington Commanders announced today that they have hired Bank of America Securities to consider potential transactions. Okay. Kind of vague, but given the Forbes article, you understand what that means. The Snyders remain committed to the team all of its employees and its countless fans to putting the best product on the field and continuing the work to set the gold standard for workplaces in the NFL. And that is the end of the statement. Okay. Nowhere in there does it say we are not selling the team. Nowhere does it say we are only looking for new minority owners. Nowhere does it say any of that. And for a, an organization and franchise that consistently pushes really hard back in the direction of these different article you you know these different articles that come out these different news sites that come out with them this was huge this i think it is fair even for the most cautious of fans to go they might be selling the whole thing you then hear adam schefter on espn talking about dan does not need the money a lot of people have been speculating that he does need the money adam schefter saying no he doesn't need it so he doesn't understand why he would have a press release that says we're hiring Bank of America Securities to get new minority ownership in the door. It doesn't make sense to him. I know there was that quote coming around that's saying it is definitely uh, a wholesale. That was a fake quote that you may have seen on Twitter. That was probably somebody inferring uh, what Adam was saying and just making it a direct quote. That is dangerous. Don't do that, please. Um, But that's basically what Schefter was saying. That was the inference he was making. Um, Seth Wickersham apparently came out and said, 
yeah, there may well be 24 owners that are ready to push him out. And this could be part of it. That also happened on ESPN. So there's a lot of smoke here. And I think it is okay to begin getting excited here. K-Dot, if, it's still a big if, if this is the end of the Dan Snyder era in Washington, I want to ask you, because I think you're going to do a great job explaining this, and it's a silly question, but it needs to be asked anyway. Why is it a big deal? Because it is an owner, after all. It's not a coach. It's not personnel. How? Do, why does an owner matter so much? An owner matters a lot in the NFL. Um, just be, it, Look, first and foremost, you're talking about the, one of the most exclusive clubs you can be in in the world. You can't get in unless you're of a certain value period. I mean, what, what the rules are now in order to buy a franchise, you got to be able to put up 30% of the money that the, you see the Denver Broncos just went for four point something billion dollars. The only people that or not the only people, but the Walton family that own fucking Walmart were the ones that kind of came up with the money, which means is that you're talking about, these are guys that are on the Forbes list as far as the richest billionaires in the world, right? You're talking about the most exclusive club. And it's only getting bigger as far as what it is that that club means when it comes to revenue and money. It's a, it's a can't miss investment. The, you're, you're talking about the NFL Sunday ticket is about to get renegotiated. And they're saying that it looks like it's going to be at a minimum $2 billion deal. What? Then if, you, if you're looking at why it's a big deal, especially here, is you're talking about the ninth largest TV market in America, the what sixth largest metropolitan area. In America, with a team that has done so much over the last few decades to erode a fan base to the point where you have a stadium that was the largest capacity stadium in the NFL before Dallas built theirs, that they have to remove seats all over this thing in order to get to a level at which it wasn't an embarrassment every week. And it's still half empty. And when it is half empty, it's it's still mostly filled with opposing team fans. Or maybe not mostly, but a good portion of them, right? Um, you have an NFL that wants the brand to continue to grow. And you have, in one of the largest markets, a team that's losing it, that's losing the, that's losing the cash cow because you have a guy who's tied to so much negativity, whether it be the stuff behind the scenes as far as the sexual harassment allegations and all that stuff, and this the, the work environment itself that existed, being a, being a stain on an NFL that tries their best, even though they fail most times, that they, they try their best at least to give the ore that they're clean. And this dude is eroding that for them. Then on top of that, just you, you have a team that's in desperate need of a new stadium. What, you had a railing almost kill a fucking quarter, starting quarterback of another NFL team, and shit water gets poured on them. And you have an area which is a basically a tri-state area. You got D.C., you have Maryland, you have Virginia. And all three jurisdictions says we want nothing to do with this guy. Washington, D.C., the area where when you're talking about a World Cup match or you're talking about the Olympics, we should be in the conversation. But because this guy in this stadium, we're never in the conversation. Shit, you even see on Twitter all last week, Taylor Swift skipped DC on her concert tour. Why? Because she ain't performing fucking FedEx. <laughs> so you, if you get rid of this guy who's done so much to stain the reputation and the money, 
it's only an upgrade for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, reputation matters a lot in business. So in the case of Dan Snyder, with the many different stories that have come out about how he just does senseless things, you know, as an owner, um, he started charging businessman. He is a businessman, but he's also not a very good one, right? No, Based on his track record, right? Please, so- I, I tell anybody, just quit. If you want a hell of a story, please look at what he did to Six Flags and Johnny Rockets when he took Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, if you haven't read him. that. Other, other billionaires fucking hate him for that. Bro. <laughs> Terrible businessman. Well, he started charging. He was the first one. I believe we were the first franchise to start charging for training camp, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so that immediately creates a barrier. For fans mm-hmm. and an alienation of certain fans that are diehards that would go every year that would bring their kids stuff like that um you talk about insane prices at the stadium you also talk about just a stadium not well maintained um and people are talking right they talk about washington and yeah some people look it's the nfl even for players it's an incredibly exclusive club if you're getting paid somewhere you're getting paid somewhere you can still go but if you're one of those top tier guys and you have your choice well, now it starts to weigh in a little bit, right? Because if you have your choice of place, then you don't necessarily have to go to Washington. You can go somewhere else. Um, and the other thing that I'd like to add to your statement, KDOT, is how many times have we heard that was a Dan Snyder move? Countless times. Time. Countless times. So even though an owner's technically supposed to be hands-off, if he's hands-on and sucks at it, well, then you've got yourself a problem because guess who's firing the owner? Fucking no one. He's always around. So if the GM disagrees, if the coach, shout out Marty Schottenheimer, pushes back on the owner, guess who's gone? The GM or the coach, not the owner. That is why this is a big deal from a football standpoint. So you may look at it and go, they're not involved. Believe it or not, some of them are. Okay. And Dan is certainly one of them that has been heavily involved, even if the NFL tells you he hasn't, because time and time again, leaks come out that say, yes, he's still involved. And yes, he's still making some decisions. And heck, we still aren't even sure if Carson was Ron's call anymore or if it was Dan's things like that. Right. Like we could potentially be rid of that. We can in a perfect world or as close as you want to get to that, have someone that's a little more hands off maybe even completely hands off and just trust the football people to do the football things. I don't think that is that likely because I think if you own this Washington franchise, which is so valuable, despite all the crap it's been put through, despite all the mud it's been dragged through, I bet someone's going to be a little power hungry, that next owner, whomever it may be, but nonetheless, amazing day, absolutely amazing day from the future of the franchise perspective, assuming this all goes through. And I'm glad you made that point as far as the football stuff, because I'm like I'm more into the mechanics of why it's happening. And that to me just follows the money. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though I mean, this team could command it. If you tell me Denver went for four something, uh, I know Forbes less did evaluation on the franchise, but it's five point six. I actually don't think this team sells for anything less than six. I'd actually be looking towards eight. Um, cause I, I really do think you're going to have a bit of a bidding war, which is one of the reasons why I'm also kind of in the line of it's, uh, happening is, uh, be, because of just the mechanics of the way things are kind of shaking out right now. Um, 
but yeah, the, the, the football side of it, which is, which goes to kind of fucking the money part up or why the reputation of the franchise is so bad. We've had a guy who's been hands-on in all the wrong ways. Sometimes you want an owner that, that, that can make, they can be hands-on every once in a while. You look at like the Robert Kraft's New England. They could tell Bill Belichick, look, you're not getting rid of Brady. Do whatever you need to do. You're not getting fucking rid of Brady. Um, you, you need a guy like that, right? But then you mm-hmm. also want a Paul Allen type, which is I'm going to bring in the football guys. They have a blank check. Do whatever you need to do to give me wins, right? There's or- a brilliant, sorry, just to uh, add, there's a brilliant football life from the NFL Network on Eddie DeBartolo Jr., mm-hmm. who was the owner for the San Francisco 49ers and how he would always butt heads with Bill Walsh, right? Yep. They would want to kill each other, but he never let go of Bill Walsh. Right. right. He was they had a mutual respect and Bill Walsh brought a lot of success to them. And Eddie DeBartolo was a huge proponent of I know he knows what he's talking about. You're not getting that with our current owner. Please continue. Yeah. Al Davis before he went crazy at the end. Um, It's mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. You want the dance side has been the anti owner that you want every which way, even when he makes the right decision, it's the wrong thing that happens. So there's like. It's just constant bad, right? Like we can look back and say the Bruce Allen move after Vinny Serrato was like, oh yeah, we all got excited about it. Oh, Bruce Allen, look yeah, this guy knows about football. He's had some success somewhere, but it's been better what we have. And then it goes to shit, right? So it's like, the, regardless of whatever happens, as long as that guy has been at the top of the table, it's been bad. And it's been bad since 99, since he took ownership. That stadium, when it first got built, I went the inaugural year. Um, I went to a preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it was the first game I saw there. And look, it was incredible. The the you, you the the location was dog shit, but at least I could park in the church parking lot not too far away and we could walk, right? Um, at least when we got there and you saw the the size of this thing. And it was pretty it was full because we were excited. We we still had a team that we were excited about. And to see what it's become, I think the 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 state of what FedEx Field has 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 come to is a perfect microcosm of what the Dan Snyder era has been, which is neglect and bad decisions have left us with what was once maybe a crown jewel to some degree. Right. Is absolute dog shit now. And th- uh, that's what he's done. I mean, yeah, at, at one time we were one of the most storied franchises, one of the most successful when he bought it. And on paper, he was actually a pretty intriguing individual, young right? Guy, he's a young self-made. guy self-made he's a fan of the team like you look at it on paper you're like wow look at this guy like that's pretty cool um and the way it's turned out my god um because here's the thing losses are going to beat down any fan base right you will then go maybe we need a change in coach gm and over time the owner's the constant here so we want a new owner but when you add on the uh, toxic workplace stuff, when you add on the financial improprieties, when you add on just how he treats people in general based on any number of people speaking up, um, the sexual assault allegations and, you know, the misconduct there. Enough's enough, right? We've said it so many times. We A lot of fans have been beaten down. I mean, heck, I was a Browns fan for two years. This just didn't hit the same. I remember just being like, fuck it, I'm gone. And then I was like, you know what? I can't quit the team. I'm not strong enough. And here we are with the DC Sports Podcast while he's still the owner. But like a lot of other fans did legitimately quit and did legitimately go away and have said, I am not supporting this man or franchise at all until there's a new owner. And that day could be upon us. And it's very exciting. Now, he had also mentioned, well, not he, but the commander spokesperson 
texting whomever. Um, I first saw it from Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport of mm-hmm. uh, you know, the NFL. They're exploring all options. Yep. So let's do the same. We do you believe that this is more likely than not to be a wholesale K dot? First question. Yes. I think so too. Just based on the context we have, based on the clues we have, I agree. Now, let's go ahead and go the other route. What if this is, because a lot of people fear it, what if this is a partial sell of the team that is less than 50% so that he can make the money? Because there is a thought that, hey, if he can produce the money for a stadium, then the owners may be happy with him. What do you think? Uh, so that that's the, I, I'm glad we're doing this because I want to temper some expectations. Now, yeah. while I do think we are more in the other category than this one, I do believe that this could even be a situation where he's trying to inject some cat. There, there are a couple different theories as far as what's happening right now. That's not a wholesale of the team, but could end up being because of his, because of how stupid he's handling necessarily the situation. It ends up being a wholesale of the team anyway, which is something that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards a little bit too, but um, look, Forbes magazine writes that article and I want everyone to understand clearly. It is basically a press release from Dan Snyder. That Forbes article is not written. It is not released without Dan Snyder's blessing. You have to understand who Forbes, what Forbes magazine is, their leanings, and their circles around necessarily the Dan Snyder circles. You also see that the 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 press release from them, the 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 uh, the spokesperson for Washington comes out, which basically doesn't do anything to back channel anything that was happening off that article, right? So you have that that part of it too. Um, there, regardless of what it is, you do understand that he's a he he's a really stubborn. Dude, that you know at the end of the day wants that team. You want he from an ego standpoint, from a power standpoint, it's sort of like a fuck you to everybody else. We all oh, heard yeah. the I'm never changing the team name. I'm never changing the team name. And we've had two team names since he said that, right? Um we know based on what it is that they're looking at as far as the stadium and stuff, regardless of whatever it is you hear that uh what Adam Schefter says, which once again, you need to take everything that Adam Schefter says also with a grain of salt, because mm-hmm. as we've seen, his relationships with Bruce Allen, Mr. Editor, um, his relationships necessarily with Dan, he's also sort of been another guy that's sort of almost, and I don't want to completely question Adam Schefter. I think he does an amazing job in a lot of circumstances, but I think one of the reasons he does an amazing job is because he's great at getting sources. And mm-hmm. I just think some of those sources, even though they're the guys directly there and he's reporting the way you need to, it almost feels sometimes as though it's just another press release for whatever Dan Snyder's trying to put out. Sure. Um, so the, there's a couple things that I've heard floated. One was that you look at, regardless of whatever it is you think about the team, once again, it's a cash cow, right? They just signed last year the largest single advertising deal with any company in the history of the franchise with SeatGeek. It's the largest deal we've ever had. Advertising revenue as a whole, I think we're up 30% last year um they're moving in the right direction on some things once again it's really hard to fuck up an nfl team as far as getting advertising dollars and stuff involved you're just plastering a name on a product that you know people are going to watch regardless right um there's a thought that 
you could potentially get some advertisers thinking about stuff. You could potentially lock in some more deals to maybe get that cash injection. It's not usually a ton of money, but it's something, especially if he doesn't have it right now, which we've been talking about them not necessarily being cash rich, thus them having to take the loan out to get the 100% ownership um, of the of the team uh, earlier this year or last year, whenever that happened. Uh, so give people the aura that there might be somebody new. Get these new deals coming in. And it's basically like, <laughs> I ain't fucking going anywhere, motherfuckers. So there's that part of it that could absolutely happen. There's the other aspect of this is another ploy for him to do something from a PR standpoint. Once again, if the Forbes article is coming from him, if the press release is coming from him, if Adam Schefter is coming from then the idea of hiring a minority ownership that is a minority, a black person, a woman, somebody that comes in there and takes a little bit of the stank off of I'm bringing in all these guys into the ownership group. I'm not having full control. Maybe it'll get everybody to back off me just a little bit. And so can I ask you for a moment, because it's an intriguing possibility, right? Like having a minority, uh, whether it be gender or race, both like you had mentioned, like a black woman, for example. They've been doing it for two years now. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you even look at just their hiring practices in general more recently after all these Washington Post articles came out. But my question is, do you think that they're, I guess it only takes one, but do you think there are certain people out there that are like, I'm totally fine to get in bed with Dan and Tanya Snyder. So that's where I poo poo on the whole thing is that regardless of whatever option I'm talking about, even if he's starting this way, what it will boil down to is no one's going to want to get in bed with you. You just forced all the other minority owners out and it ended with court cases in court battles. You are tired. Who wants their name attached to that? Even if you do come in as a minority owner, the problems are still there. Dan Snyder's attached to the team. I don't care who he brings with him. Is that going to make D.C., Virginia, or Maryland change their opinion on a stadium? No, because they know the dance this guy. We all know when they said that Tanya was in charge, that that was supposed to be a solution. Is that We knew who was really in charge. And we know goddamn well unless somebody has over 50% ownership of that team over top of him. They are not going to have any say, as in no one's ever had the final say when it comes to Dan Snyder. So you'd be a fucking moron to say, I want to get in bed with this dude. You'd be an absolute fucking moron. And no one wants to be, who would ever want to do that? I completely agree with you. Um, Just to play devil's advocate, some people, you would be surprised at the number of people that go, I don't give a fuck, especially when you have that much money, right? I'll tell you this, there's nobody with that much money that fills those boxes that he needs filled if it's a PR thing that don't have stank on them already. That's what I mean. Right. So so then it becomes a not to not to completely on this whole thing, but it it also wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. Again, it only takes one. Who's going to do it? Kanye? I don't know. (laughs) Actually, yes, he would. But but, but that's my thing is that if he does do that, right. Right. Does that this this podcast? We're talking about Kanye potentially. But here's the the thing. Sliding in a Kanye West. Does that help his PR? Are black people wandering around here saying that's the guy that we talked about when we wanted an owner in the NFL? Is that is that what we're talking about? No, no but, it, but if the main motive is to get the Dan doesn't need money, but I think anyone would need money for a stadium. Here's if the, that's but, but here's the part of it. Everything else before this article even got released, I've been saying the clock is ticking. And I was right there with you. 
the Jim Irsay thing in particular so was that, a huge moment. So that's my thing is that he still has to even understand the clock is ticking and yeah. it, it, inviting a Kanye West or someone along those lines into the state does not stop that clock from ticking. Like, if no, he can, not. so like anybody that he could try to get in a PR sort of move. And if this is what the road he's going down, then what he's going to find out in Bank of America are going to find out there is no one that fits the categories that are going to save you, sir. Yep. But you've already released a press release. You've already gone down this road. So even if that was his intention, it's still going to lead to a wholesale of the fucking team. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I want to say, again, I was playing devil's advocate because what's the likelihood Right. That this completely goes, you know what? Dan is good. He's in control. The owners are all happy again. I don't see that scenario with a minority sale. So because that isn't going to do enough to save him in that perspective, all that means is if that were to happen, they'd have to go through this shit all over again. And at the end of the day, as slimy as he could be, he is a human being and a human being can only go through so much. And I'm sure Tanya getting well, I mean, Tanya getting booed. He knows he's a, he knows weeks. what people knows, think about. Him. Of course, of course. But here's the only time, thing that changes yeah. it. Here's the only thing that changes that thought process. Go ahead. Here's nine billion dollars to go away. Well, but that's exactly the point of the press release, right? right? Is to go because he's going. Hey, we're exploring options, and to me, all that says is we're available. The Washington Commanders are potentially available, and if you want to throw ten bill down. Oh, that's away, no why problem. that's why the more you go down any of the scenarios, the picture is the end is nigh. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like because exactly. what what are we thinking? Are we thinking that the Mary Jo White investigation that's kind of wrapping up probably soon is going to bring good news to him? Yeah. No. And, and part of it could be he got it ahead of time where they go. Hey, these are the findings. Every which way, which we know sense for you to cash out right now. He's basically Every which way points to, regardless of how far you go with it, he's accelerating the clock. Yeah. He's accelerating this clock. He wants a conclusion first. And here's what and here's what Washington fans got to realize. Just from a standpoint of keeping buzz around the team right now, it's a masterstroke right here, right now. Team's on a three-game winning streak. We've got, we've got good positivity around it. Chase Young's on his way back. And now in the news – over the next how many weeks are going to be nothing but names of billionaires that we all know about getting floated around this team. Mm -hmm. And that is going to dump. We are going to be talking about it on this podcast. You're going to hear it all over sports talk radio. What do you think about Jeff Bezos? What do you think about Robert Smith? What do you think about Jay-Z? What do you think about LeBron James? Does Tom Brady want it? He wanted the Miami Dolphins. Does you want something like you're going to hear does does Matthew McConaughey and Dale Earnhardt Jr. want to put together a little team? RG3 is already offering. There is legitimate. This is going to be. He has opened up the auction. Yes, that's exactly it. That is exactly He's it, Kato. Absolutely opened up the auction. And now we're at this point where you're just going to hear name after name and valuation after valuation. And it's going to drive this up. And regardless of whatever it is, as you said, he's a human being. Now, he's a human being with no fucking shame. But he is a human being. I agree being, there. But he is a human being that knows $9 billion, $8 billion, $6 billion is a lot more than the $750 million I had to initially put up for this fucking team. I never have to work another day in my life. My kids never have to work another day in their life. My kids, 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 kids never have to work another day in their life if they don't want to and they don't fuck up your bag. I'm done. He moved down on a fucking ranch on Texas to be around people that he thinks like him politically. 
<laughs> sure. But and here's the other thing. And I, you know, you mentioning Mary Jo White just made me think about this. I don't know what the procedure is if the owners do vote another owner out. Right. So here, here's what I mean by that. So let's say they took a vote. Right. Mary Jo White investigation comes out. They're like, OK, the recommendations to sell the team, whatever. And he gets voted As out. Wilkinson's recommendations. Um, well, I mean, those also, um, which apparently were, according to 1067, the fan were like, yeah, that was the recommendation. The report was delivered orally. Hilarious. But and also apparently the standard. Anyway, that's that's an aside. I digress. But what I wanted to sort of speculate on was, OK, so let's say. The recommendation is you should sell the team. The owners see that. They go, all right, let's put it to a vote. 24 out of 32 say, all right, you're gone. What happens? Where's the sale? Who it doesn't go there? Germans? It doesn't get there. This is the, this is why it also makes sense as far as accelerating the clock. That's what right? I mean. And so it therefore, this even get there. gets him right. money before. So I'm willing to bet that something came out internally where they go, it is making a lot of sense, buddy for you to go ahead and sell this team because this is your best case scenario. You can either cash out now or this does go to a vote. I and think the does go to a vote. Then what you're talking about. Kicks so in. this is, and this is where it was at the, the most likely scenario that we are seeing throughout all of this is Snyder is afraid of what's happening with the Mary Jo white report with Jim Irsay have enough balls to say anything out in public with the tide completely changing on him. Well, not really changing, but getting worse, right? Um, beyond that, we just moved the curtain. We, we just that right. we just removed the curtain. That's it. What's everyone knows what we're thinking. Right. Yeah. What's happening right now is what I think we're literally seeing is a man that that press release is honest. They are exploring all options because he doesn't know what to do. And I think that what he's going to see is that he's opened up the floodgates for the most positive possible fucking outcome. And when every day that goes by. The, 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 the amount of options are going to close as far as the ones that make sense. And it's going to get narrowly focused into I'm getting a good valuation on this team. Billionaires have auctioned each other out or have bidded each other out to a point at which I'm getting more for this fucking thing than I ever thought I could. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I, I think that makes the most sense because, again, if the 24 out of 32 owners, if that vote did occur, then I don't know if the procedure is the new owners get to determine who the 32nd owner becomes. And they, they, it won't be what will end up happening. Who knows? It, so what, it, when they were taught, when they were taught about this, I remember watching, um, I think it was Peter King and Mike Flory were talking about this. Oh, they're, they're good people to talk about this stuff. Cause they like diving in. It was going to be more of a forced sale is what's going to yeah, happen. It, okay. And so this way, at least he gets to choose. He, so it, it's right. a, for, it, the thing is he'd be a part of that process. It wouldn't be no, like, of course, he, so he's still, so he's not the voted, entire process, right? If he's here, still he's vote, the entire process. If he voted, then the press release comes out and he's angry. <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's not necessarily I'm doing this here on my own, out of my own volition, which is him also kind of saving face. Yeah. Oh, history will remember that too. Right. Yes. You know, so Anyway, any final thoughts on the Snyder stuff? If I had to ask you to put a percentage likelihood that it is a wholesale over the other options of minority sale or <laughs> Bank of America comes back and goes, you should keep this thing. Uh, we are recording this on November 2nd, 2022. Yes. I am willing to guarantee you Dan Snyder is not owner of this team in a year. Okay. And so that would then be a wholesale. It's gone. He's done. Okay. 
Sounds good. So you're going by November 2nd, 2023. There is a 100% chance he is not the owner of this team. It is over. I, as much as I want, as much, I've been trying all day to temper my expectations, even with what it is you know I've already felt about this situation. I've been trying to play devil's advocate all day, rattling in my head. I fucking took a nap and I dreamt about it. Like I have been, and I'm telling, there's nothing that makes sense. There's no outcome that happens without him gone. Fair enough. Um, because. So let's pick the parade route. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. But because sometimes I feel certain situations are completely devoid of logic. I'm going to go with 80% um, because I am leaving that one in five probability that something batshit crazy happens that regardless of all the devil's advocate, we are playing whatever an avenue is created somehow um, because you just don't know at the end of the day. So I think it is quite likely, but I do leave 20% just in case something absolutely insane occurs. I, mean, I don't know what that would be because we played devil's advocate on this emergency podcast and we both agree the thing that makes the most sense is to sell the team entirely. But the thing that makes the most sense isn't always what happens. Okay. Yeah. I'm a 31 year old that turned into Van Wilder this weekend. We talked about it after the pod. That don't make sense, but it happened. So <laughs> any, <laughs> maybe not the best comparison, but <laughs> any final thoughts on Dan? Before we move on and quickly touch on Chase Young and Brian Robinson. Um, I'm telling everybody, it's going to be an exciting few weeks, man. When you start it hearing is. some of the it names is. that are going to be involved in this franchise, you have to understand that we talk about him fumbling the bag, but there's more than that that he's fumbled. How many times do you think the NFL over the last three years wish they had an owner that was chummy with some people in Congress? Yeah. How much do you how many? What the position of being the franchise owner in Washington where you're going to all the parties with the congressional members, where you're around in the restaurants with all these people, these, these, these leaders of power, you need someone in that position that can wield some sort of influence and help you out. Dan has not been that. Yes, there, so the amount of personalities you're going to see, the amount of dealings you're going to see, I wish there were some cameras because this would be better than fucking House of Cards of Succession, what we're about to fucking say. I know it's Just, real life succession of house of cards, like combined right now. It's we're electric. We're yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but maybe it's the DC in it, right? Well, we, we look at politics as a game. Like, we, we, we do a hundred percent. Yeah. No, I mean, because, yeah, we're all the elephant in the castle every, every election seeing who the new crop of people it's are. It's so fucking funny, actually, because just, just a quick digression here, because whenever you talk to anybody outside of the DMV area about politics, they're like, oh, well, you know, this is very important. This issue stuff like that. We're like, hey, I'll bullshit. Like, we already know that it's just like all the, anyway. The that's... amount of time I spent at uh, Hawk and Dove or Elephant and Castle reading Rahm Emanuel's emails to the staff members or <laughs> talking to, uh, talking to, a, talking to a page or a staffer for a Republican and I hate and being like, yo, the thing you guys did last week was pretty fucking clever. And then we'd share a fucking drink over it. Like, th that's what this city is. And I know, trust me. 100%. It is the bubble. It is the swamp. I get it. I'm telling you, it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on and quickly touch on before we get to the comment mailbag. Chase Young is finally back at practice. Anyway, the window has officially opened for Chase Young to return. He has three weeks to do so. 
He was in practice today. He got into it a little bit with Logan Thomas. And at the end of that little scuffle goes, you know, I could turn it on for real. That's what he said. That is a direct quote from beat reporters that were there. This is exciting stuff. You see the tweet of the defensive line getting hype and jumping. Hey, like he's back. Like this is a very, very exciting time. Three game win streak. We've talked about Dan Snyder. Now Chase Young, who everyone adores in this fan base is coming back. KDOT, how does this impact our defense? And then just from the energy perspective, we talk about Heineke bringing the energy. What does Chase Young bring? The energy thing is the biggest thing, right? Is that we we found our spark on offense. It's Taylor. It's the Taylor and Terry combo, right? They're, they're that spark on offense. And they get off the field. You see the defensive players even hyped up on it. But as you notice, if you watch the game, and I just rewatched the uh, last night, I spent some time um, rewatching the Colts game. Yeah. Notice. Away or home, the first guy to congratulate anyone that does anything on the sideline is Chase Young. He's the dude that's keeping everybody completely involved, making sure the energy level and everything stays up. If that man goes in there and gets a sack, if he gets a tackle for a loss, that defense starts playing with that fire and that grit that they're known for. They, they You just got to have another piece to it. All those dudes play with swag. When you see Jonathan Allen get that move and he just gets off and he – Going back to when you see Deron Payne ready to look like he's going to run through a fucking brick wall, don't gush right. But then, like, beyond that, you got like in Montez Sweat, weird dude, weird motherfucker dude, but you, you feel electrified when he goes and gets something done. But there's nobody with the more infectious attitude and energy on that squad than Chase Young, period, yeah. point blank. It is what it is. And not to mention, he can play football. Oh. He can absolutely play football, and I'm so excited for him to come back. Again, we talk about the energy, like you had mentioned. We got Taylor on offense and Terry when enabled by Taylor Heineke, um, and then Chase Young and the boys on defense. I mean, it's going to make John Allen's job easier. It is going to make Deron Payne's job easier. It is going to make Jamin Davis's job easier. Yep. Cole Holcomb's like, this is huge. We keep talking about four first-round picks. Well, he's the most recent one. And he's arguably the most talented one. I mean, you look at his comparisons and people were like, oh, he blows the Bosa's away in terms of talent and stuff like that. This is the caliber of player we have. We have not rushed him at all. We have taken our time bringing him back. Some people have been like, is he going to come? Is he going to come? We've taken our time. We've done this part right. So very, very exciting times ahead for this defense. I don't expect them to perform immediately just like that, because it takes time to get back into that playing shape. It takes reps. It takes, you know, chemistry with the defensive tackle next to you and potentially the blitzing backer and corner. But like, I expect him to do well within a couple weeks of coming back. He gets a sack his first game. I love it. I, lo- I love, I love the rhythm you're in right now. This is see guys when K dots like this, you know, good things are coming. He's calling the commander 1716. He's been calling this Dan Snyder thing. Now he's calling a sack in his first game back. And I'm also excited because I'm about to frenzy. cook some Italian food. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Why don't, why don't we speed things up so that you can get to <laughs> no. that Italian food? We got, I'm excited. I'm a fat boy. I get it. I'm excited. It's, we like, got, it's, we it's got, penne and like Italian sausage. And I got ravioli on the side. Yeah. I'm putting <laughs> pasta with pasta, motherfuckers. That's what I'm doing. And then we, of course, have the Brian Robinson news, right? So that they have big time, apparently, but sad. It is sad, of course. Of course. I mean, it speaks to a much, much larger problem we have here in the DMV area, right? The kid's yeah. 17. 
it's, you know. it's that to me is that it's a it's a tragedy what we've been seeing in this city as far as the car not slowing down these kids whether it be the, the tiktok kia boys or people shooting fucking grubhub drivers when they're on the deliveries like it's it's gotten to a level in it's just it's the youth and we've got Look, man, we we did a podcast. One of our earliest podcasts was uh, talking about what was happening with the police brutality in this country. But I think there needs to be maybe we if you guys want it, you know, it's all been in the comments. But I think we maybe need to address some of the shit that's happening socioeconomically across this country and what it is that we need to do to kind of combat it. Because I got thoughts. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. And. Hey, maybe we even do an episode. We've done Black Lives Matter episodes. We've done political episodes before. We've done socioeconomic episodes before. So we're not above it. Uh, hell, we talked about Ukraine. We do we what we want on this Ukraine podcast. Episode. Yeah, we did. And it was a good one. Um, anyway, let's move on to the comment mailbag. And we actually got eight comments, which is a ton over the course of just a couple of days. And we really yeah, appreciate sure. all of you guys for commenting. And so we're going to go ahead and begin with Johnny Otto who I, I think is quoting me when I say, do you know what will fire Terry up? Let me put a little less on this ball. And with a couple laughing emoji faces where I was talking about Taylor intentionally putting a little less on it just to fire yeah. the squad up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate the comment, Johnny, um, who's commented many times on this podcast. We appreciate love you being Johnny. a part of the uh, District Divided family here. And speaking of a person we love in the District Divided family, Tony. Tony. Shout out, Tony. We can tell KDOT is a huge movie buff. He has mastered the delivery of telegraphing emotions with truth, logic, psychology, and charisma. Bro should be an actor or politician. We absolutely love that. I, as your co-host, 1,000% agree with that, KDOT. The energy you bring is absolutely unbelievable. We got two people liking the comment as well. So make it three. You know, love you, buddy. I, I, uh, Tony's 100% right. Tony, I will. I don't like to read the comments before the show, but I just so happen to have read it because YouTube on my phone, the new app, you see things a little differently than they used to be. Um, I would be lying if I didn't tell you that I, a, a tear did come to mind. It was a very beautiful thing. I don't know if a lot of people feel um, the way that I do, saying that you could be a politician. Um, but um, as you said, I'm from DC. So, you know, I, I put it in high esteem. Um, that was an awesome comment, and uh, I, I really, really, really did appreciate that. Yeah, it's fully deserved, dude. Um, and so let the record show that Tony P56 on YouTube made K dot tear up a little bit, a little bit with that comment. Um, so appreciate Lots you, Tony. Tear as up, I'm, a, I'm an emotional Pisces. <laughs> and then we got a couple comments from Kalon Meekins. Welcome back, Kalon. Really appreciate it. Um, let's begin with the first one. If TH4 wins out. Taylor Heineke wins out. Shit, Scott Turner was a steal, and Taylor Heineke is top 10. That is comment number one. 13 and four is wild, K-Dot. So I, I think, and here's his second comment, which I think really knocks it out of the park. Yeah. And it reads, tough win on the road and at home back-to-back. We know what he, Heineke, is. Who are we to say what a franchise quarterback is? When, the, when was the last time we had one? That's my motherfucking quarterback. It feels like we're finding an identity. Absolutely love this comment because who the fuck are we to say, right? Like this franchise, we're going to tell you what a franchise QB is. I thought that was a brilliant comment. 
And he goes, it's as simple as that's my motherfucking quarterback. That's all you need, baby. I, 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 Kayla, address, absolutely I, 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 love I, I, I that. Address this. So the, as far as the second, I'll go to the second comment first. Okay. I don't need to be a doctor to know if you got shot in the head, there's a problem. Um, there he goes. One. This is why Tony loves you. <laughs> this is why Tony loves you. <laughs> number two, uh, he the, the first comment is 100% right. If Taylor Heineke, and I know that we were getting into it a little bit last week. If Taylor Heineke wins that, if we win out the rest of the games, then yeah, Scott Turner's a fucking genius. And Taylor Heineke is a top 10 quarterback. This is the only, that's the only way we're winning out of this moment. And if that's the case, back up the brink truck. We found our guy. Fuck it. Even if we average 17 points again, because Don't the energy is If we go baby, undefeated the, the rest of the year, that is, that, that's it. We, we, he, Ron Rivera gets extended another five years. Oh, a hundred percent. Could you imagine if Taylor Heineke, so we got the game against the Vikings. And then right after this, we have a Monday night game at Philadelphia. Could you imagine if Taylor wins that game? It's I going mean, to be amazing. This place. <laughs> well, like we went out, we went out the rest of these games. Then Ron Rivera gets an extension. Jeff Bezos came to take over the team. He fires Ron Rivera right away. Taylor Heineke's out the goddamn door. Cause he's got to have his own guys. And then we're right back to square one. That feels like a Washington thing. <laughs> that does feel like a Washington thing. Well, we appreciate the comments there, Kaylon. Um, and then VA Money Group. Shout out VA Money Group, who has also commented multiple times. Look at this. We're getting people back consistently. Got we have a family going, man. Um, and he says, or she, or they, Money Group, uh, this pod is dope. You're dope. You, you, you are guys dope. are dope. All you dope. You. Uh, really it's appreciate the, the comment there. VA Money Let's Group. Do some dope. We got a couple comments from Freddie Lee. Welcome back, Freddie. I truly believe we can win with Heineke. Can we win a Super Bowl with Heineke? Yes, but the defense would need to be dominant. Chase Young, Sweat, Allen, and Payne would have to be the Heineke type of leader, but on the defense. The DB don't got to be stuck in a no-fly zone, but they got to be stuck on their assigned offensive player like White on Rice. This will make the QB make a bad throw to avoid a sack or get sacked. And when the CB makes a bad throw, when they got to pick that shit off. Oh, wait, hold on. And when the CB makes a bad throw, then they got to pick that shit off. Anyway, I think you more or less get what I was trying to say there. Yeah. What he was trying to say. The safeties, well, shit, just continue doing what they're doing now. Same with the linebackers. Cover your guy, hit the right gaps, and continue to knock the snot out of running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers that catches the rock in your zone. Then, hell yes, we can win the Super Bowl with Heineke. That's Freddie Lee's first comment. Second comment. Also, I'm sorry, but I can't remember his name, but that white boy that plays defensive tackle we signed off a practice squad roster, give that kid a three-year deal. Especially if we re-sign Payne, that will give us Alan Payne, Matthews and the white boy, all four defensive tackle locked down for three plus years. We will have a great defensive tackle room um, by Matthews. I assume he means Mathis. Uh, this is Ridgeway. Oh, right, 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 right. right. I don't know. He's white. Is he white? I didn't think I, game. I was like, Casey, too. Hell, who was talking about? Like, he's gone. Believe it was John. Wait, let, let me double check just to be sure. I right, assume this is who Freddie Lee is talking about. Why are you yeah. double checking? Freddie, you're 100% right. As I said last week, do yeah, I think Taylor right. Heineke could pull off a Trent Dilfer? Yes, but you have to have the 2000 Raven style defense. Which is what he's describing. Him, which is what he's describing. <laughs> yeah. Then outside of that, I also think that he, Taylor Heineke, could he, could he, now the Baltimore Ravens in that defense, next level. What's probably more in line, especially when you talk about the weapons on offense, is you look at those Giants teams to make runs. Right. And the season like nine and seven, they're kind of hot. They got the pass rush 
rushing game and Forrest Gump at quarterback just kind of making shit happen, right? Yep. And we don't have Forrest Gump. We got to do from a better move, Shane fucking Falco. The replacements, baby. And Forrest he Gump's truly overrated. is. It is a bit overrated. And Taylor, I mean, um, I was listening to, I think it was part of my take, uh, and PFT Commenter was saying that in the Dan Snyder era, there are only two quarterbacks with a winning record. It's Alex Smith and now Taylor Heineke at nine and eight. That I would need to double check that. That sounds accurate. But that is insane. That um, sounds accurate. Because what, Jason Campbell's probably just below 500. Just below? Yeah, probably a little more than just. I, I don't think he's, yeah, probably. But I don't like Jason Campbell. He yeah, did that's good different that. from Before what he his hurt, record he had, actually he had, was. Yeah, he was really good in that Oakland run. Um, yeah. yeah. And even Cleveland for a moment. Uh, but anyway, insane stuff. Yeah, no, I think he's right, though. Okay. Well, yeah, I'd, I would want to double check it, but I, I believe Because what's Kirk Cousins' record? with us that's, that's the thing i thought his was going to be closer to I, 500 I maybe even over right around 500 I, I would think him and jason campbell are not completely too far apart yeah well we'll we'll have to look at that i think kirk's probably got a significantly better record but still i guess below 500 um and then our final comment pally for life welcome back fam appreciate it another fire pod excited to see heineke lead the team again this weekend yacht bitch news just broke so he commented this today i'm going to temper my enthusiasm it took years to navigate the five steps and accept that yapich would likely be the owner for the majority of my life i am not relinquishing that understanding until a sale is executed fair enough i completely get that uh amit we need more weekend tales genuinely enjoyed listening to the shot odyssey you embarked on last weekend i used to run wild like you not so long ago but have since retired to a lifestyle more akin to kdot P.S. Since we are all getting older and generally washed up, maybe we could plan a motorcycle road trip like in Wild Hawks. Ridge where your helmet at could ride in the Pelican seat. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Monsieur X. Yeah, it's called riding bitch. <laughs> is that, is that, can I say that? Um, oh, absolutely. You can. And uh, on the subject of the more weekend tales, hey, really appreciate you, bud. But um, I don't know if I can sustain that. There is no way I want to sustain that. Uh, there is no way I'm going to sustain that, but I really appreciate you enjoying the story. And uh, if once in a blue moon, it happens again, you bet you could hear it right here on district divided. Jason Campbell was 20 and 32. I had to do math. Yeah. That's uh, not close. Kirk cousins was 28, 33 and one. Yeah. That's closer. Okay. That's very close. Yeah. yeah um, well, eight more wins. Eight more wins. One yeah. More loss. One more loss. One more time. Um, and this district divided a dc sports podcast thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoyed today's emergency podcast episode please like it please subscribe as always please share this and most importantly because we love it the most please comment we absolutely love interacting with you guys and uh i enjoy reading them kdot enjoys shitting on them or loving them or whatever it may be um it's fantastic we really appreciate you guys nah, nah, um nah, we've nah. got an episode coming out nah, 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 friday 2 p.m nah, nah. We have a guest Vikings expert uh, that will be joining us tomorrow. So we'll be chatting with him about everything Vikings, including Kirk Cousins. We may have a debate right there. So until Friday, 2 p.m., we'll see you guys later. Na, 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 na. Yeah, bitches. Going goodbye. I try my best there. And now we're in after the pod. <laughs> Woo. What a day. Um, Best, best franchise day since
uh, the 92 Super Bowl? I think so, right? Well, no, you know what? No, 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 here's the thing. Um, hmm. Think about all the no, news I'm not we there got yet. Today. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I will say this. Is that, like, because I, I – this has been the most hopeful day in our franchise's history in, since 90, since 91. I think that – because I'm tempering – because I remember Joe Gibbs' return was huge. But ultimately, that's all micro compared to the macro change that could be Dan Snyder being and, and that's I what it. I mean. But the thing is, is that it hasn't happened yet. So that's okay, the because only I would thing... say I would say uh, that's true. That's, that's true. That's the only thing that's holding him back. Yeah, it's not real yet. Because the because um, beating the Cowboys with RG three. When I was there with uh, Ridge, where your helmet at? Huge. That was epic. So I the mean, second game, the game in the playoffs, the game. Yeah, Alfred that was the Morris that was the play in game. Yeah, Alfred yeah. Morris gets two hundred yards. Rob Jackson with the pick when it looks like Tony Romo is going to drive down the field, but of course it's Tony Romo. So he didn't, uh, the it Thanksgiving was, game is what really sticks out to me. Oh, I, I mean, that was, that game was electric where we were up 28, three. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everything. And that's what, and that's what I'm saying is like, there's the hope. Then there's the reality of something actually happening. There's so like there, there's a common, so this is just hope. So far, like we, we've gone through it and it does feel very real, right? But there's still a little part of me that thinks the world might end before I see it come to fruition, right? Like it still doesn't feel quite real. Like there might be an right. asteroid that destroys us all the day before it becomes really real. So like the day that it is announced that the team has sold, I expect a pilgrimage to the U.S. Capitol and a pilgrimage to RFK and there will be a walk up and down East Capitol Street. That actually we're trying to figure out like that. That's that to me is the day that it happens. And it's like, I don't remember. I was, uh, I was alive for the last parade. I don't remember the last parade. Right. So I don't know. I, and, and I would think that that was a hell of a moment, but I'm, I'm just searching through. Yeah. There've been some game moments as we saw the RG three season that felt hope and mm-hmm. reality of the situation at hand. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, that that 2003 when 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 Gibbs came back, and it was official, and all That's of the cool. right, all of the all of the articles, all the newspapers. I remember it was like the Washington Post. We, I still think I have all my newspapers collected in a box somewhere when Gibbs came. That's a good point because it did feel like we were back, right? right. We were like, it was like the dude is back. Because like, you think about that point, Snyder, the, owner, the Snyder not, is not Snyder that yet. long, right? Correct, he's not correct. the Snyder that we know now, right? That's that's a good point. So he's like, he's impulsive Snyder, but then it's like, wow, if we have a dude that's willing to spend money on anything and he's got the right guys in charge, holy shit. Like that, I I think, yeah, we got to remember the Joe Gibbs bat. Joe Gibbs 2.0, when that was announced, was a huge, because you remember all the old heads were like, Gibbs is back. It's like, it's, we're we're going to win it. Joe Bugle's back. Like, oh, Joe Bugle. Like, Dude, what a celebrity Joe Bugle was. Like, the whole head coach, yeah. That When that got announced, that was a big fucking deal. And I, I, I feel it's akin to that, is that we're feeling. But the thing that was hopeful there was that we have somebody that's going to bring us to the promised land. Right. right now, it's we need this guy gone. We're not sure what the next person's going to be. Correct. But it's still going to be joyous. But I, did Joe Gibbs get us... Joe Gibbs this did have us in the streets because I remember what whatever Chris Paul's WPGC song was at the time was fucking huge and um, all the I remember when U Street Go Go was blasting like motherfucker everybody had yeah. the Joe Gibbs stuff like it was a big fucking deal 
this you will see an actual when the when the moment actually happens, it will be the biggest day this franchise has seen in quite some. I cannot wait for that day because and I Jeff have, Bezos I have takes quite over, convinced. installs Bill Belichick because he's going to do the Vince Lombardi sort of thing 2.0. Oh, That's does that mean Bill's going to die over here? I didn't go that far. You know, you got to bring the full parallel, Hamid. It got dark. <laughs> it's after the pod, dude. You know how this works. <laughs> I wouldn't want us to do, but eh, fits. <laughs> Some of the things we have discussed after the pod are simply unbelievable. I mean, you think gonna, this is where the line it. was? Bill Belichick dying as our head coach? You, that was a think... line too far for me. You were something else. You were some... that's that's the line. That's the line. Not me cucking an old coworker hypothetically. That wasn't a line for you. You shared the story. I was just. I didn't do that. <sighs> Mike. I mean, you just confirmed it. No, I didn't. I said hypothetically. And I did not. Okay, no, we're not doing this. No. No, your silence. No, I'm not doing anything. Yes, you are. You're letting the moment sit and you're bringing doubt into the situation. Well, just saying, I didn't do it. You did. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Uh, on a lighter tone. Yeah, right. Lighter note. <laughs> you know what's wild is I was on Facebook today and he's doing this like 3000 push up challenge. And you know, the first thing I thought of. He's your interpretation of my story. No, your interpretation. <laughs> like, this is a good dude. Like, why is this happening? Anyway, so Barkley finally ate his breakfast. We're recording this at like night. He finally ate his breakfast. I'm, and now he's like, what a clown. I don't know. You don't have you don't have a dog, do you, K Dot? Never. Never. Okay. Well. It's responsibility I don't but, want. <laughs> I'm right there with you, bud, but I got it. Um, but <laughs> no, he's I've a had cat. cats. I'm a cat guy. Actually, once you get used to it, it, it's pretty straightforward. You know, I'm I'm a cat guy. Here's the That's thing. Fair. So, like my me and my ex-wife, we used to help down in uh, Stafford County, Virginia, and some of the surrounding counties. We were part of a Great Dane rescue. So I used to dog sit quite a bit. Giant fucking Great Danes. Um, yeah, we both got scars all over our fucking bodies from <laughs> that shit. Uh, yeah. So I did that for a while. I've been around dogs quite some time. My girlfriend right now, I mean, she works with dogs and has worked with dogs for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, she brings some dogs over if they need to be babysat or dog sat for a night. I've been around dogs. I got no problem with dogs. It's, I don't want, it's, it, it's the same philosophy as instead of having a boat, having a friend with a boat or a friend with a pool instead of having your own pool. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. with that like my brother's always had dogs so you know what if i need my dog fixed go to my brother's house pet the dog i take the dog out for a walk play with the dog and then you know what i ain't got to deal with this but i don't want to go done. out of time i ain't got to figure out any shit i'm out being, being a dunkle is one of the dog uncles it's just one of the best things ever. i don't like that you did that but that's what people say that's not okay that's what people is yeah, that another line i've crossed for you that's 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 not all right that's not okay that's not okay <laughs> <laughs> you bring that basic white bitch shit <laughs> dunkle nah that's not right <laughs> a dunkle dunkle nah you haven't heard that before nope dunkle a dog uncle dunkle no i'm not no, <laughs> no. Anyway, she even, was... even looked at me. she heard that she's like what did you hear that she said who the fuck wants to be called a dunkle <laughs> Never said I wanted to be called one. I just I don't think that's an okay term. That's not all right. Okay. Well, hi, Devin. You offended Great me. to hear from you. Jeez. 
first interaction. Jesus. But anyway, I was a dog uncle because my old roommate, Tim, ended up getting a dog named Boris. His last name's Borisowski. So it was Boris Borisowski. Enjoyed that. Um, and it was great. It was great. I mean, he'd take him on all the walks. Like he had all the responsibility. And I would just, you know, occasionally uh, give him pets, watch Aladdin with him. <laughs> Fucking Aladdin. Um, but yeah, I mean. Great uncle you are. I'd like to think so. I would like to think so. I want to leave now because you said it. We can. We can end this yeah, anytime. I'm adding Dunkle. Okay, cool. Everybody in the comments, what do you think about Dunkle? Don't answer that, guys, because I know what you guys think. We'll Dunkle. See you. We'll see you Friday at 2 p.m. Dunkle. Dunkle.